0: You tuned in to the Bros Book Chef Podcast, where we read the books and let the content drive the discussion. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy.
1: See if I got angry, she would tell me to get over it. Only person you're hurting is yourself, she would say. If you did something she considered too stupid for words, she'd shake her head and look at you seriously disappointed. Act like you got some sense, boy, she'd say. Maybe one day it'll come true. It did come true. Of course, it was a long time coming. See, one night, I remember a long time ago, I came in, I was sitting on the stoop, and I found my mama in front of the TV crying. And I was a little kid, you know, you you're a little kid. You see your mama crying, you start to cry. I climbed into her lap, and I was holding her hand. I took my hand, and I started wiping the tears from her cheek with my little little bitty hand. Mama, I asked her, why are you crying? She said, nothing, Bean." Sometimes I just have sad thoughts. Well, she was looking at the TV, and this black guy was talking to Ed Sullivan. I look at him, and I can hear a few words, and I can see right away that it's now the man who I was looking at was Bill Cosby. And Bill Cosby was doing his uh, little monologue and everything. I saw my mother. She began to cry and laugh at the same time. So when you see your mother cry, you know you begin to cry. So at that time, I saw and I said to myself, I said, wow, that's power. So I looked at my mom, and I saw how happy she began to look. And I told her, I said, Mama, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a comedian. She said, oh, that's good, son. I said, you know why? She said, why? So maybe I'll never see you cry again. She started hugging me so tight, I could hardly breathe. All oh, she kept looking at me. She said, my little baby, my little baby. I love you so much. You just don't know how
2: much I love it, Beanie. This book needs little to no introduction. From the 1990s to the mid-2000s, comedian Bernie Mac was a household name. His jokes definitely represent a comedy of his time. Some might argue that he was the funniest comedian on the Kings of Comedy tour. Change is inevitable. And today, many may find his jokes offensive. And with that, some things in the past would just have to stay in the past. But one thing is for certain, and that is Bernie Mac was a giant in his time. He was a natural comedian, funny when he wasn't even trying to be funny. The Bru's Bookshelf presents to you Bernie Mac's autobiography, a tribute to his mother, entitled, Maybe You Will Never Cry Again. Give it up. Welcome to another podcast episode of The Brothers Bookshelf with your host, Lennon Givens. And I'm joined here with my beautiful wife, Dr. Teresa Givens. Hey, hey. And I have my line brother, the Deuce Dog, from the fall 2001 Upsilon Psi Fam U line. Donovan Snipe. There is no line without my line. Rue. Then we have the Silky Smooth baritone voice of Dr. Harvey Hinton the (laughs) third. That's what I
3: heard.
2: Let's get right into it. Teresa, why you picked this book?
3: I didn't pick this book.
2: Yes, you did.
3: This was your pick.
2: Teresa, you picked this book.
3: This was your pick. You asked me a couple of questions about what we should do. And you threw a few things out and we fell on this one together because we wanted to do something light. I was vehemently against the other book. I don't know if I should say what that was or not, but I didn't want to do him. What was that?
2: You can say the other book.
3: Okay, I did not want to do the Will Smith book. So we threw that out and we said, let's do something. All of us
2: didn't want to do the Will Smith book. Hold on now. That's why I just
3: was like, no, we can't do that. But because things have been so heavy lately, I wanted to do something funny. So who is funnier than Bernie Mac? There you go.
2: All right, that's a rhetorical question because we're not going to get into that debate on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Bernie Mac Mac is. Extremely funny. He's up at the top.
3: You can't speak bad about the dead, so we have to let it go. He's we, we, we're oh, gonna I say
2: mean, ain't nothing bad
0: today. to speak about Bernie Mac. Shit. It ain't about speaking bad about dirt Bernie Mac, but it's some dead motherfuckers you can speak bad about. It's a whole, whole lot of them. Oh hell yeah.
2: Whole lot of them. Yeah, with it, with that case, yeah, yeah,
0: it's just bad, but it ain't man. nothing
2: bad about Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is the Mac. Bernie Mac, the Mac man. Oh, yeah, he's man. the Mac man. Bernie <laughs> Mac pulled up a pulled up a, a chair, said, "Turn the record on. I'm about to do an autobiography."
0: It's That's exactly what much. this shit was. This That's shit exactly what he did in this. And <laughs> what year was this? Motherfucker Was stumbling <laughs> over words. What year was this, mm-hmm. man? Come on, man. He was sitting in a chair in a in dark 2006, room. In two thousand six, I believe. Two thousand six. Yeah, it was just him in a closet. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> he, yeah. he said everything he thought was important at that moment. <laughs> I
3: think it's actually worth looking at exactly what he did with the book and what he did with this recording because there are so many differences. Um I'm I'm curious. I wish we could ask him what happened and how he did that, but uh since we can't, we'll just have to talk about it.
0: Teresa, are you saying that the written version versus what he's narrating is different? Because what he's narrating, I'm saying to myself, is nowhere in hell this could be in print the way he's talking.
3: I, I am, in fact, saying that once we looked at the book and what he was saying in the audible, very different. It seems like in the audible, he just said, hey, let me just I'm about to tell you what I remember. From what I remember. <laughs> and I mean, how it's still very funny, but the book was a good book bit more detailed than he, it was when he uh, was talking.
2: And some of the details changed from the audible book, from the book, for instance, when his brother Daryl died in the book, he said his brother came and told them to come. So it implied that he had another brother, but I mean, in the audible, it said that his brother came, but in the book, it was his uncle Mitch actually who came up to the school to tell him and broke the news to him that his brother Daryl died. So it was a little bit more detail, and the stories changed slightly a bit, but it didn't change all the way. So the book gave you like the details.
0: I mean, I appreciated the, the honest voice that I heard in the narration. <laughs> it was, it was fun to listen to. And, um, but yeah, I, I just knew there was no way this could be in print like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, when I heard this, I was like, I can
2: do that shit. <laughs> well, if it's hey, yo, all like you need to do to write an autobiography, like, just pull up a chair, grab yeah. a microphone, and just start, hey, let me tell you a story.
4: And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. It was like, somebody was like, so Bernie, what happened when you were six? Oh, well, let me tell you. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on! It ain't go quite like that. Let me go back up a little bit. First, I wait a minute, Bernie. This can't be the same way you wrote this book. Like
2: what? When I was in the first grade, I had a teacher named Miss Newberry. I remember Miss Newberry. I used to like Miss Newberry. I had this old girl that sat in front of me in that class. Her name was Jessica. No, Jessica. People used to pick on her. No, because she had a white girl name, but Jessica. <laughs> ooh, she was blacker than a something, of it.
0: I think you're going to have to keep <laughs> your date
3: uh-huh.
0: He can't that- do impersonations. Uh-uh. I mean, he has, hey, that's he how the book how was down. going. That's how Bernie was telling them stories.
3: He really was. And I'm trying to remember right now what his phrase was. It was always, but then let me tell you, then something else. it was some phrase. What was the phrase that he kept saying every time? He's, and here you he go. That's what he said. And here we go. And here we go. And here we go. So every time you knew, he said, and here we go. It was a deviation off to something else that he needed to get back on track with later. So it was funny in its own sense. And I could not tell where we were going sometimes. And then sometimes when we got to where we were supposed to be, we still had to back it up.
0: I think it's interesting that like um, he talks about what drew him into comedy early in the book. You know, he talks about his mother watching Bill Cosby and the emotions that she was giving off, him wanting to be able to give her those same feelings. That was I thought that was very insightful, you know. Um, but then the path it takes for you to get there, I think Bernie's life is it's pretty tragic. Pretty tragic story actually.
2: I don't think it was as tragic. I think, honestly, what I gathered from the book was that he was a righteous man. He was raised right, and he stressed in the book, I don't know if this is in the book or the Audible, but I remember him stressing that his parents put an emphasis on protecting his childhood, and they made sure all the children stayed children, and that helped them in his adulthood. He stressed that.
0: I mean, we're talking about abusive parents, drug abuse parents, brother dies of heart attack. I thought this was tragic as hell, Tom. Yeah, it
3: His was, parents it was, weren't on uh, drugs? I don't remember his this. Dad, what? Well, yeah, his his oh, dad? What? Oh, but his daddy dad was wasn't in the home
2: with him. Him.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he But, I mean, he's very resilient. Like, that's
0: these were the things that, I mean, his daddy ran game on him. Hey, boy, I bought you this car. Let me get some money. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: And I
4: because <laughs> I was like, isn't he like seven? Like, why did he? Don't you think right. this is odd? Your daddy bought you
0: a car? You ain't. You think that's right. stupid odd? That's some old common ass. That's some common shit, man. That's some shit though. His it's mama like, wasn't having it, though. His mama, saw his, know what I'm saying?
2: That his mama walked in on his daddy putting that money in his pocket. Mama daddy. did what mama does. Mama put them paws on daddy and then so, daddy was like.
0: And that's what makes me say this is a tragic story, you know, because it's, it's, it, you know, a lot of times comedians, their comedy reflects dark spaces and dark expansions. Um, Bernie's stuff was, was raunchy and sexy and, and funny, obviously. Um, but I think he's, he's coming definitely from a dark space, man. Good intentions, yeah. You know, the church was there. He had all that with his grandparents. But I think he had it was, a, it was a lot of a lot of tragic things happened to him. Mom dealing with you know, cancer, all that stuff, man. I think that's
3: Oh, definitely. Tragic tragic I think that, that was that was his way of coping and dealing with things. And even in his own adult life as he started to grow. And it, you know, it's also a story. Of knowing your true purpose and always sticking to what your true purpose is, even when you have to go through adversity and other things that you need to pay the bills, but still acknowledging that I'm a comedian. And that's what he would say over and over. I'm a comedian. Even I'm driving a UPS truck, you know, I'm I'm delivering Wonder Bread, but I'm a comedian and, and sticking to that and knowing that that was his true destiny.
2: And that was
4: something that he knew he was good at. It kind of just speaks to the resiliency of, like, just what, like, his grandmama taught him, more or less? Because it's almost like they knew he was going to be coming up against some hard times, I guess, since they was poor. And I just think they... I, like, I get what Harvey's saying. They were abusive, but, like, they just giving him the skills they in the way that they knew how to,
2: more or less. So, I don't know. I thought that they made it very important about manners, children being in their place. He grew up in the house with his mother his mother's mother, and his grandfather, Thurman. And so he said that they would never talk around the children about the bills and adult things. But he also said that they always use every moment to teach. It was a lot of teachable moments. Like when the wino was on the streets, he was saying, like, look, the decisions you make now would affect you in the future. Look at that girl across the street, you know, with those clothes like that. Do you want a woman like that? You know, so he said a lot of those things they used he's called it spitting venom when they would look at somebody, talk down on them, on them and then look at him and be like, "Is that what you want to be when you grow up?" So he was a man of principle and I thought he was raised pretty good.
0: Dog, you think spitting venom is good? That's what—that's
2: the terminology that he used.
0: No, I get it, but I'm, just, I'm asking you that. You think that was good? I think that was horrible.
2: I think it was good because she would use real live examples. She don't know them damn like, people. To so she don't yeah, know them that has venom.
0: She don't know them people. That's that. See, that's that shit, man. I mean, I, I nah.
4: Speak on it, Harvey. Speak on it. What nah, you want man. people to know? Which, I which, mean, you we
0: we, we spend all this time talking about understanding people's stories and yada yada yay. But it's 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 something that I don't want to say directly because it's not it's not cool to say. But it's we have to be careful about how we project bad shit on our community. You know, and our efforts to try to like teach kids how to be how we spit venom and look down on other people we have to be careful how we do that you
3: know because because i really do because i can sit on the fence with that and i have been the person who said you know we shouldn't talk to children that way we shouldn't say these things but i'm at a point right now where i want to do a little spin on that um it works for me i'm just gonna raise my hand and say hey it worked for me i know um (laughs)
0: <laughs> All of
3: those things, it kept me in line. I- I'm talking about it it kept me in the fear of God <laughs> when I was around grown people. And growing up in the church, the way that I did and how that goes, somebody could look at me and I would immediately zip it. I wish I would look at Noah in the church and give him the look as long as he is out of my reach I can't get him to do anything. So something that they did. Okay, okay, but hold on,
0: Teresa. Hold on, hold on. This, this. Let's look at. Let's look at Bernie.
3: A couple
4: good times, Teresa. You just gotta bam. Just surprise him. He'll listen.
0: Let's look at Bernie's story, though. First of all, his brother beats him until he pisses and shits on himself. That's weird. I've never that's been beaten brother. like that before. Hold on, hold on. But that's in the house. No one, no one's that to him from that, right?
3: But
0: nobody really knew about that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The first time they asked him to perform, they whooped him.
4: Yeah, because he was making fun of them.
0: Uh huh. They yes, didn't. They didn't nurture the genius. They didn't nurture. Just- no. <laughs> see, see what we're doing. See what we doing. They didn't nurture the genius. They whooped his ass.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't yes, make fun of us. Did fun. and you
3: know what that did for him? It made him see, am I willing to work hard for this? That gave, I mean, exactly. and his grandmother even recognized They didn't, they didn't send him to clown like, school. You know what? I beat his butt <laughs> and he still got back out there and did it. You know, every now and then, you got to put that some adversity that, in front of these that, kids. That's, that's some sick shit. They stick don't stick. know
4: what that, they want to do. I had to whoop his ass,
0: though. That's yeah. some psychotic shit. They didn't send him to clown school, they didn't send that's him off to Bonham and Bailey. So we're
4: that he could right how
0: to, how to, how to how to perform. He had to do all kinds of stuff and and get abused. If it weren't for his own resilience and perseverance, we wouldn't know him. It wasn't because his people made him strong.
3: Yeah, Harvey, he just told us. And, and I love black people, man. But no, man, man we
0: be doing this, huh?
3: Are you gonna believe yourself, or you gonna believe Bernie Mac? Because Bernie Mac told us several times in this book that he attributes all of his success to his mother and his grandmother, every bit of it. We're gonna I, believe I you that. and him.
0: I I get that. Those are the only people he he, he knew. That's, that's who he supposed to. Those are give not give the, the only to. people
3: he knew. That's he was a homegrown man to. when he made it.
0: And uh, Definitely. that Definitely. that logic don't is he's he. I hear us, and we say it all the time, but he's a I, pure reflection of I, why it ain't true.
3: I have been where you are. And what pure was I contradiction. called that time, Bennett? I was called an apologist. I have been <laughs> where
0: you Yeah, are- you were. But uh-huh. Harvey
2: is projecting. Harvey wants Bernie Mac to be what he want him to be, and he wanted him to be affected by the trauma that he no, wanted to be affected not, by. Not, What
0: do you mean? I didn't say that. I just said I wanted I mean, him to be affected by the, the trauma. The point is,
2: the man said that he learned lessons, right? He did, he never said that. The only thing that bothered him that carried on to his adulthood was the way his brother Daryl treated him. But, but he, he knew how to Darryl compartmentalize that as well.
3: Darryl, now, Daryl had gone, uh, had Daryl gone to the war?
2: Daryl yeah. had went off to Vietnam, yeah. but Daryl was beating his ass before Vietnam.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, but Daryl Daryl was a little bit on, you know, just and then it we 10 also years don't know from the recording the exact familial relationships of a lot, and and you know, we as a people, we have brothers, half brothers, you know, a lot of things. We're not, I'm not sure how it worked out and who was exactly who, because he would say my brother. Then we also know that there was a sister that he ended up having her kids later. Um, So I want to be careful about how these relationships come up so that we are accurate in the story. But since the book is guiding the conversation, I just want to say that if we had to vote right now, I would vote That we go back to raising our kids the way we used to because these kids are B.A.D. And the respect (laughs) that Bernie Mac came out of from just being checked by his mother and his grandmother. We need a lot more of that checking going on today because it is out of control.
0: Is it checking or is it love? Which one is which one are we lacking the most? Real (laughs) love or checking? Checking
4: checking cuz we never are we
0: like? I
3: mean I want to read balance.
4: this but we didn't stop checking their ass
3: I I think that that in this book he had a balance of you know we he had knew his parents loved him and you know love is is an action word as long as you are action loving someone it doesn't matter how much you tell them but we also have gotten far far away from boundaries and I don't know how far off this is but for some reason, I kept getting on my timeline the other day. That picture, maybe you all saw it. But the girl who was uh, at her reception, who was basically half naked. Did y'all see that dancing for her husband?
2: Yes. If I saw yeah, yeah, that. I would
4: have been very uncomfortable. I did see that. Yeah.
3: Well, Lenny, it's you story. Had to, You had to take my garter off at the way, which was so weird to me, y'all. Can y'all believe this? This this man who wanted to be so nasty all with the tongue out and all of that when we had to take my garter off at the reception he was nervous he was like i don't want to do this in front of these people um so it wasn't
2: in front of the people Teresa. it was in front of the kids
3: okay well it was i you i thought it was my parents (laughs) yours so you you would the the parents it, it was not the parents it was just the kids
2: no, they knew who they gave their daughter to.
3: Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> it was not. So the parents know what's
0: about to happen next. They've been yeah. here before.
3: Yeah, it <laughs> was, but oh, he money. was uncomfortable. <laughs> but I watched her dancing. Somebody threw some money. I wasn't really clear who threw the money, but that just let me How out of the order. But to me, that's it. We're out of order. And I feel like we're out of order because we have gotten to the point where people are not checking people like they should be checked. And his grandmother and his mother, whether it was out of love, out of respect, or making sure that he was in order, taught him lessons that kept him in line for his destiny. And I just want to say, we out of order. That's it.
2: I want to read this. It said, man, all those wasted lives. Was a winehead on the street, Zachary. A couple of drinks, he'll get up and sing. Voice so sweet, it'll bring tears to your eyes. A couple of more drinks, he couldn't even stand. He'll be sitting there, mumbling, drooling, talking to ghosts beside him. Give it back, nigga. Let's see that bottle. Don't drink all of it, goddamn you. My mother will see things like that, and she'll always find a lesson in it. What a shame, she'll say. We know where that man is going to end up, don't we, Beanie? Spitting venom, I call it. These stories she told, it was her way of educating me. Any little thing, she'll run with it. A couple across the street fighting. That's no way to treat someone you love. The girl down the block dressed like a whore. We know she gonna make a big success of her life for sure. Men going at each other with broken beer bottles. Let your emotions get the best of you being and you might find yourself doing something you'll regret for the rest of your days. Everything was father. She was going to educate me if it killed her. So that's what we are talking about. So you're saying, Harvey, when she's using those real life examples and turning them around and making it a teachable moment to Bernie, you're saying that she's being judgmental. She's being ridiculous?
0: She- yeah, what I can saying? tell you. I can tell you when I do it with mine, I tell mine to mind their damn business. I say, pay attention to what's happening around you and mind your damn business. You don't know why that person got right there.
2: That's the same thing,
0: though, because you're still mind. You're paying attention. The same thing.
2: You're paying attention. It's
0: totally different. And,
2: and, you're, and you're minding your business in your Nah,
0: it ain't no look at this person. You don't want to be like them because my uncle used to be that person. He wasn't no bad person. He was dealing with that shit from that war. So that's what happens. Like people find themselves out there and it is what it is. Keep your space from these people. You don't need to be these people's friends. Don't get close to them. Protect yourself, but don't look down on people. Don't do that. You don't want to be like this. Like you don't. That's kind of... I mean, you don't, but that's not, I mean, that's not the point. That's not the takeaway,
3: right? But we're not saying the background. You know, it's the separation. That's the not the takeaway. The background is the background. And you eventually learn the background. But you don't you have to You don't want to
0: be like these people. I mean, that's. Okay. The, I'm and not the knocking that. I'm
3: tell you, because it, it, it'll come full circle on you. I I'm not
0: knocking that. You,
3: because you don't <laughs> want to be trying to teach the lesson when it's too late or when right. it's a point of danger. And right. I know exactly, I mean, you you got to know the background. We all want to be sympathetic. We all are sympathetic, but that's not the time. It's you, when you have that moment, that's all you want to say is, you don't want to find yourself like that. You don't want to, you don't want to find yourself in that position. We don't have time to talk about how they got there. That's really not important for the lesson. The lesson is the lesson, but you can go back and teach the compassion after they right. learn the lesson, but yeah. you can't miss it because that's that's you when you the lesson. Right on home,
4: and the lessons don't you end up like that
3: because that it helps you with can't the, miss the lesson. You can't miss the lesson.
0: That's the truth. That's 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 that is the truth.
2: Can you hear me, Lenny? I, I can hear you me. a little bit. Okay. Listen, it's it's another thing that's going on in this story. So we already touched, and I just want to emphasize this before we move on, on this point. How sweet it is to be young, black in America and find your purpose as early as he did and it be your true purpose where you stick to it and you foster
3: that. Is that good or bad?
2: I think it's good, Teresa.
3: I mean, it could be. I it, it kept him moving in that right in the right direction, but for me, I'm like, Dag, how long did he have to suffer? I don't want to use the word suffer, y'all. Like, what's the <laughs> how word? How long
0: does it take?
3: <laughs> yeah, because he he had to go. I mean, he was an adult, adult when he finally made it. I mean, he his daughter was. Shoot, almost beyond, you know, that that sweet spot. You know, she, she didn't grow up being the daughter of a famous comedian. She grew up being the daughter of a delivery man.
2: I'm still on this earlier years when the teacher used to allow him to tell stories because he was a great storyteller. And she said, hey, can you go home and write these stories? And he said he went home and he tried to write them out and he just couldn't. So we went at the, He went back to the school and he told his teacher, he was like, I can't write them. And she understood that. And she didn't try to force anything upon him. She said, okay, if you can't write these stories, I'll allow you to tell these stories every Friday. In the book versus <laughs> the author, the book talked about some of the stories that he's told. He told this one story. It was about a man who had all the water in the world, and it was hotter than hell outside, maybe a thousand degrees, and he wouldn't give anyone even a little sip. <laughs> then he told this story about this man who was only an inch tall and they called him Little Bit. <laughs> man, this dude was naturally hilarious. But I did want to move forward about, we were talking about child rearing. And raising your children. And this kind of part of the story reminded me of my mother a little bit. When his mother knew that she was terminally ill. But he was still a young adult. He wasn't out of high school yet. And she vetted her sister, Evelyn, to take care of her son when she passed away. And how she got her business in order. She was like, don't give a dime to Daryl. But Beanie watch over beanie beanie gonna be somebody right I wanted to talk about after his mama passed and his aunt realized that she really wasn't fit to properly raise him and give him the rearing that his mother would like the rearing and the love that his mother would like for him to have I just want to talk about how important it is to build relationships and the importance of godparents or somebody to. Pick up where you left off is something, God forbid, were to happen to you.
3: And to make because sure he had to that, grow up
2: fast after his mother died, because he wasn't yeah. getting the love.
3: They have to. You have to make sure that that person knows your child. It's it's very difficult to.
4: Or came to that that realization. I think he came to that realization, but. I think she took the job and just did it badly, and he just was able to adapt from it. I don't think she ever came into realization she wasn't a good, I don't want to say
2: substitute parent. What are you, a guardian? He had the reminder several times that, look, I don't smoke weed. Trust me. I don't smoke, and I don't really do, I don't hang out with the bad element. Because his brother caught him hanging out with Span, and his brother went and snitched on him. It said, look, you know, Bernie hanging out with these dudes, and Bernie was like, Look, I ain't I don't hang out with that guy no
0: more. Yeah, everybody wanna make themselves sound like they writing shit, though. Bernie full of shit. It's just the story. I mean, I, I it's just I <laughs> He did write it with
4: from the transcripts.
0: <laughs> he's full of shit, man.
2: Why you him. why you say he's full of shit? He's full of I
0: shit. mean it, it, is, it is what it is, man. I mean, it's his it's his life story. And he gonna tell it like his way, and I, I mean, I can't. I'm not gonna take that away from him, you know. But I just, I, I, I. You thought it was gonna be a little more polished? No, I wasn't expecting that, No, no. Okay. Because you are
4: acclamation,
0: you know. You can make no, little- no, no, no. I wasn't. I was. I'm not looking at it from that that lens at all.
4: He had a ride or die chick too.
0: His wife, well, the second one.
4: Yeah, like from the jump. Like,
3: I thought that was a real
4: cool, like, love story. He he rapped in there on the sly. I
3: I don't I don't. It's funny when you say ride or die because I'm like, what? I don't I don't know if I would characterize it as ride or die. And it was just really funny because I think Lenny and I were listening to it in the car together, and when mm-hmm. he would say things like, you know, she when she did the wife stuff, you know, she she did what she did. And I was laughing because I'm like, I could hear, I could feel Lenny going, mm-hmm, yep, that that white stuff, they do what they do. Yep, yep. And I yep. basically.
0: All that talking up under her breath and all that, what, that other am bullshit. I, am I missing something, though? Did he love her and she didn't want to really stay around with him because she thought that he was bullshitting? Then she leaves and finds herself pregnant. Then she wants to come back because she's pregnant
4: not quite. I think she knew she was pregnant before she left and she was trying to see where his head was and she was getting frustrated that he didn't seem like he was about to be the dude that could take care of her and her children and like that's what she was angry about. So she's like, "Well, fuck it, I'm just going to leave." And then it's like, "Yeah. Maybe I need to come back. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh on him cuz you know, she's just trying to get him to be serious. I guess I don't want to say so soon, but like he wasn't he wasn't doing it in the way that she thought it should be done. And so she got frustrated with that. But you got to let people express, them's way, express themselves and how they going express themselves. Like He was responsible. Um, he just liked to tell jokes. Ain't nothing wrong And biologically,
3: but... you know, women go through things that you all do not, where you have to... You have these emotions of nesting and who is going to take care of this baby. And sometimes... You just can't see that other stuff because you want to be practical and you want to say, okay, Wonder Bread pays the bills. You telling jokes, not so much. Um, we got we got a baby to feed, so let's be practical here. But she was very supportive, uh, it seems, as long as he was going to work. And making that money that pays the bills, you can do all them comedy clubs you want to do on Friday and Saturday night. It's it's all good.
2: long as you don't leave us in the cold, me and your baby. I guess, <laughs> I guess the question Harvey was trying to get at, was she going to leave him and she came back when she found out she was pregnant? Or did she know she was pregnant before she left and she gave him some time to get his shit together and then came back?
0: See, Donovan said the the latter. I thought it was the first. I thought she, I thought it again. Tragic story. I thought, bro, they, she played your ass, bro. She went away, and then she found out she was pregnant. She came back. You, she played you in tricking to, to prove your love. You had already proved your love to her. She left you.
2: He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for a relationship before. That
0: wasn't nobody's ready.
2: Yeah, but he not ready. He was not ready.
0: He was no. She left. And when she was pregnant, she came back because she needed some help. I don't understand, Harvey.
3: Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I do. And I'm now, what I'm then you, mean I mean do, you don't understand. I think that what he's saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, she was like, I'm out of here. But then she got there and she was like, Oops, no, I can't be out of here. Oops, you're damn right,
0: brought, oops, exactly.
3: I, I brought something <laughs> with me that I didn't I didn't think I left. So I got to go back because now I need his assistance.
0: Exactly. Now, now tell your jokes, baby. Now it's okay to tell jokes because your ass is pregnant.
2: understand. Yeah, what's wrong with, that? Was, what mean, what's what's wrong with
0: that?
3: What you mean? What's
0: wrong with that? Y'all are so.
3: Ooh.
0: I mean, I I, I don't get it. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Before she was pregnant, she was what? She was out though, right?
2: Right, and yeah, right. What you mean out? I'm. I'm and, and, but she had to come back because it was unfinished business, obviously. I guess, man. You know what we call that in Louisiana? I guess we what call that mean? "get it how you live."
0: I uh. guess. Uh.
2: Love is hey, some listen.
0: crazy shit. Hey
2: Harvey, I I, I want to say something.
0: Love is some crazy shit. Yes, sir. Go it ahead. is, bro. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's no real formula to it. I guess because apparently they were really in love. Apparently, I they weren't
0: even. Apparently, they weren't in love. No, they were in love. He and was stuck with her. He was in love with her. She. You don't think she, she was in love with him? Hell no.
3: Hmm. He was driving a. I don't even know what he was driving. Listen, listen. That she. I, to I me, mean, she I don't had, know
2: Harvey. I, I I didn't get that, bro. I I, I swear to God, I ain't take that. I think she loved him, and I think that he ass. he matured. I, I I think I it get was that one more thing it's that she was ass. looking for from him from him that he wasn't giving her. And Nobody supported him with
0: being a committee. And that's uh, when he
2: turned the corner and she was like, that's that one thing that I need that we need to be together. That one level of maturity.
0: You remember, he said he grew up once he found he out up. that she was pregnant. That's, I mean, that's what's supposed to happen. He always was there. It's not about him. I'm talking about her.
3: Well, what how I'm else, saying is, how he, else was she was supposed he grew to up where, where she, he made himself up.
2: available, where he was he was prepared to be in a relationship with her. I don't know, man. I, don't, You know what? Whatever.
3: <laughs> well, whatever. <Okay.
2: laughs> Pick your battles. Pick
0: your
1: okay, battles. That's what I wanted
0: to say, though.
2: This is what I did notice.
0: Hey, man, his woman came back to him. That's all that mattered to him. His woman came back to
2: him. Right. All right. Yep. This is what I wanted to say, though. In terms of his career, I think his career was slowly, uh, took off real slow because he was too goddamn loyal. And sometimes, I think his morals slowed him down. What do you mean? And I think his his loyalty and his morals. So at that first club, That he was performing at. And uh, they wasn't paying him. But he was packing the house. Packing the house. Mm -hmm. And then they tried to bring this other guy, this seasoned, well-known comedian in. But he was a junkie. And they bought this guy a suit. They got his teeth fixed. And Bernie found out, like, damn, they bought you a suit? They got your teeth fixed? And he was like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. And then he didn't show up. The guy didn't show up and they called Bernie back and Bernie you know he was talking about he was patting himself on the back in the book saying you know my mama told me don't worry about this just keep 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 doing what you are doing Bernie and the lord going <laughs> you know he should have picked up a long time ago he should have said me, fuck y'all i after got my, my fifth sold out crowd exactly i'd be like look we want to do something you going to have to give me a cut at the door or something you know or it's time for me to move on and take this show on the road. And I think that his loyalty made him stick around too long. And he could have been a bigger name sooner and could have had money on his family table sooner if he had not been too loyal because it's the comedy business. And, you know, I've always said this money and morals don't really mix.
3: No, and I don't I'm not real sure that it was loyalty as much as it was a system. Um, you know, I'm not going to dispute the fact that the way that he handled things was a way that was not how uh power hungry or, you know, hustlers would have handled it. So that part is correct. But it wasn't really loyalty cuz he wasn't loyal to anyone. Uh it was just the way he felt about how to do the right things, which of course goes back to the lessons that he had heard in his mind, and just being able to be comfortable with the person that he was and the decisions that he was making, and I, I still believe- or or
0: what, if, or what if what if he would have gotten to an uh, acting school or a clown school and had an agent and had bookings and shit, he wouldn't have to be in that situation. I
2: agree, Harvey. But he got his out the mud.
0: See, that we go. He went to the school of I mean, hard knocks. I, mean, I, know. I so, know. So, you saying his parents failed him? That, I mean, hey, man, you say how you want to say it. Well, Sometimes I we give people credit I, for stupid not You make a great point. Always, you know what I'm
3: saying? Well, You make a let's, great let's, point, Hardy. If we're we with, I, if do we doing say
0: with lessons and intent, if we're dealing with lessons and intent, you know what I'm saying? Outcomes sometimes are debatable.
3: No, because I think that now we are kind of trying to have it both ways because you don't want to be able to look down at people or learn a lesson in a way just to see something, but then you want people to come up off their bread money, to take the kid to school, to learn something that he eventually got on his own?
0: No, we just talking about lost income. And, and Lenny's saying is loyalty. I'm saying lost income. I mean, well, been, I think
3: we, we kind of got rid of loyalty, but I mean, he did kind you know. of what? Well, well, this is the new type. I, I mean, I think he paid his due. I think we
0: all do that, though. I think I think every profession, that's something we don't understand, right? Well, we don't understand what I it means.
3: But some of us also get to the top in that's other ways thing. that are not as admirable.
0: Yeah. And you know time- what I think I think
2: there's one more thing that we're missing in this conversation. Okay. A lot of us, even in our adulthood, have somebody that we can go to, a parent or something, somebody that's older that we can go to that we trust and get some wise counsel to help us navigate this thing we call life. His mother was taken away from him early. And the person that she trusted to guide him. Really didn't have the tools to guide him. And he didn't feel the love. So Bernie was kind of out there
0: trying man, this, to figure this, things this, out. Just hold own. on. You said that, you said that before, man. And I think I don't want I don't want you to lose where you were going with that. But just just deal with that what you just said. How much love does it fucking take?
2: No, I'm talking about as an adult, Harvey. What you mean How many as times an adult? As, as, as an adult, in our 40s or in our late 30s. We call we there's decisions or something that's going on in our life and we call somebody that's wiser than us.
0: Yeah, hold on hold on. And, not, and
2: help us see it from a different perspective.
0: I get that. That that's part of square. But we're talking about his I'm talking about his tragic ass life.
2: Where I his, thought we I'm, got
0: past that. No, we didn't, because you just brought it back up and you, you twisted it again.
2: No, I'm talking about No, we we gotten past that. We we got past that, you know, the clown school and the
0: Mm mm, we talking about? You said this idea that his mama entrusted in his in her her sister, and he can get the love from her. How much love did it need? Like what 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 did it well, require? She, and I'm, not she, she I'm not knocking Bernie. I'm not knocking Bernie. I'm now again. I'm questioning his aunt. Like,
3: what she are we she talking about speak now? Boy. I think that we're talking about that's that. Thing, he, that didn't, she, he didn't. He didn't have
2: aunt, the trust in her.
0: She didn't speak. Well,
3: boy. She didn't speak <laughs> Yeah.
0: write that me. down, Teresa. <laughs>
3: he, he just, his aunt was not, she didn't understand. Um, because basically what he did, you know, was kind of take off. And I thought about that when they were riding around all night. I was like, did they have permission to do this? Did, did the parents know they were going to spend the night out all night? See,
0: that's the thing. Like, Joe Jackson had them kids out in the bars and shit. Joe took him there, right? Joe nurtured that shit. He took away their childhood to do that shit. And y'all talking about preserving childhood, but people not loving a genius. I don't
3: know if I said that, but I'm still trying to follow.
0: I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, why 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 couldn't his aunt love him? I don't you think said, I mean, go back to the speaking boy part. I, mean, I think that's that's deep, the part she couldn't speak boy. I
3: think that she just didn't understand him in the place that he needed to be understood. You know, when when you have a relationship with someone, especially a mother-son relationship, you can kind of anticipate what their actions are going to be and understand where they're coming from with that. But she was kind of out of the loop. She didn't have that type of relationship. So she immediately thought, you know what, something's wrong and aligned herself with the... But what did her sister
0: tell her, though? Didn't...
3: What did the sister tell the... Her sister S- told her on her dying, her dying
0: breath this boy gonna be somebody. So why wasn't that enough?
2: Because, I mean, because just because, because you got enough. you have this information, you're still not equipped. That doesn't change your personality.
3: But Like Teresa said, the lady
2: still didn't speak boy.
0: I get it. It was I get vague. It. I get
3: it. He he was... Teresa,
2: finished making your point.
3: He was just out, you know, it was after prom, in a car, and, you know, things go awry. In the city of Chicago, you got this other boy and two other girls with you, and the parents are like, well, what's going on? And she's like, I don't know. You know, but had she been his mother... And had she known him she was horrible, Teresa. inside of himself, she, him, and even... she would have been able to say something like, I know him. They've got to be out having a good time. You know, we didn't have cell phones back close. then. Yeah. You know, I, I remember those days. My, I remember coming home one night. My grandfather, my mother was sitting on the front porch waiting on me. And I was like, oh, my God, what just happened? But the fear of what could have gone wrong on top of what could you have done wrong, plus you got this girl with you, it's its a lot. It, it was a lot for her.
2: And Harvey, I think that's a big ask to ask somebody to try to love your child and for them not to know your child the way you know your child. Like, I know... I could she she probably loved him, but she didn't know him enough to love him deep enough to protect him and stand up for him when there was when he needed to be stood up for.
0: In that example of the car, she didn't have the decency to ask him a question. She didn't give him a chance. That's not got nothing to do about no relationship.
3: Well, it was because she could not That's a horrible person. She could not see past herself. And that was the moment, because it put her in a bad position. She's over there trying to pacify the situation, and she did not put him first. And he could feel that. So, you know, that just, that that gave a really bad stain on, on the relationship to where they could not get past that.
4: But she kind of poisoned the well a little bit, because, um... Like she, Absolutely. she basically Absolutely. told the parents, like you know, she she didn't just, it wasn't just like, oh, they're gone. I don't know where they're at. It's like he's gone, but he be wilding all the time. He just be doing Absolutely. whatever. Like I don't know what I what to do with this boy. My sister left me with this boy. And I just, I, blah, 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 blah. I'm so, th- I'm so glad you you can talk some sense To Mister Big Man Neighbor, cause um, I don't know what my nephew up to. Like what, lady, chill out. I just, it's prom. Like,
3: yeah.
4: I even but had sex. That- I just went out and just had fun. What are you talking about? Right, right.
0: Wasn't even gonna go? Exactly. Y'all made me go. They did. <laughs> and y'all
2: made me ask this girl. I ended up getting pregnant and damn,
0: got married. I had
3: to split the rest well, of my they, life with they, just they, they of y'all. They didn't make him do that. I could be he, swam my he swam a
0: finger. You smell a finger. I ain't did nothing. smell finger. I pulled my shit out and this whole room got dark. Kick it. <laughs> she was horrible, man. He, he, he overcame a lot of horrible people that were close to him. She was- That's the way I see this life.
2: Hey, let's talk about how Red Fox threw him Alley-oop. But Red before Fox. we get to that part, let's talk about how he ended up meeting Red Fox and getting in the back to put himself in position for that opportunity. And once the opportunity came, how he took advantage of the opportunity.
0: Yeah, he definitely um, wouldn't have met Red Fox to you no know, damn acting school and no agents. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You met Red he, Fox by being in the trap, being where he was supposed to be. And that's that is the other point about knowing your purpose though and being able to stay persistent. Like those kind of things happen to you when you do that. You can't plan those kind of things. It'd be great to have them planned out. But if you was a planet, that person wouldn't want to meet you because they would have to meet you and they would have to know you.
2: Harvey, talk about how he got in the back to meet Red Fox.
0: I don't remember all the particular details.
3: Well, I was remembering only because it was that story. And we talked about me and you and how you just do whatever. And I'm a rule follower. So his wife was like, we can't do that. And he was like, oh, yes, we can. And they just ran in the back door and, you know, followed went in the backstage and went all the way, found themselves at his dressing room. And he was, you know, Red Fox was sitting there with his head down. And when that happened, the wife was, of of course, you know, she was absolutely mortified because they were not following the rules, but it turned out to be a really good thing for him. And it also brought about another lesson that he had learned from his Grandmother and his mother, which was, you know, when you put yourself there, make sure that you can perform at the level that you're supposed to be when you get that opportunity.
4: Yeah, he had a lot of old sage wisdom, even though at times it came with a fist. For the most part, his elders did him right in preparing him. I don't think, I don't know if it was as traumatic. I mean, I don't think if they caused as much trauma as they're being characterized as distributing.
2: But that's just one opinion. We all got one. I typically like books about people's life that we know about. And I always, I'm always interested in their backstory and how they got to be where they are. Uh, Bernie Mac has always been somebody that uh, I thought that was naturally funny. I like his funny inflections. I like his funny faces when he's speaking. And I thought that was stand-up. I always thought Bernie Mac was a stand-up man. I thought he was a very funny comedian. I was excited to read this book. And if I had to rate this book one through 10, the story gets a seven. The book gets a four. I did like what I heard, so I'm going to give
4: it
0: an eight. Maybe
4: a nine.
0: I mean, I love Bernie Mac, man. So it's it's easy to listen to this but it's, it's like a five.
2: <laughs> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, when I was about your age, i tell you when I was about your age. Ooh, I used to make the teachers laugh. They said, you know, burning is one thing to be born a fool, but it's another thing to play the fool.
3: I will say that listening to the audible was entertaining it wasn't great 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 but it was entertaining and I enjoyed listening to his story so I'm going to give it a seven from that perspective but I did actually read some of the pages in the book and I think if I had read the book and not listened to him tell the story from memory, I would have given it more like an eight or a nine as a read. Simply in its genre. I do want to have a disclaimer just like I do with my students. If Just in case you need a letter of modification or accommodations, I do want to say that only in this particular genre. It's not for... Any type of artistic read or the level of writing, none of that, just strictly entertainment. So for strictly entertainment and a funny story in a book, I would give it in written print an eight or a nine, but the Audible, I have to give a seven simply because of the way that it is all over the place because it seems like he was talking from memory.
1: I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. But I love my black people. I'm going to tell you something. We got to stop the violence. We got to vote. Stop the violence and vote. Because I did a show in Chicago. I mean that. Stop this violence. I was in Chicago, I did a show for Cook County Jail. And you know, over 40% of the brothers in jail for nothing. And they had a little survey, a little panel thing. We got to ask the inmates questions, you know. So I asked the inmate, I said, uh, hey, my brother, what you in for? Nothing. Said, nothing. <laughs> brothers got this thing about being a punk. What is a punk? I never did understand that for the sake of my life. He said, nothing. That's how long you in for? He said, ever. I <laughs> you off know, it's a long time you take the four off that motherfucker. <laughs> I said, man, no. I said, so what you in for? I, you know, I ain't no punk. I didn't tell on my boy. I said, what, you in jail for no, motherfucker? No, you ain't no punk. <laughs> you a new fool. Cause I'd be damned if I served time for any of you motherfuckers. I'd be in court, just like this. <laughs> Judge be like, who are you? I'd be like, punk? <laughs> Yana, he killed that motherfucker. Shot him in the head full time, kicked him in the face. I tried to call you, but the line was busy. I'm going to knock him out of here.
2: Thank you for tuning in to the Bruzz Bookshelf Podcast. Remember to share with your friends, click subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. And join us on the next podcast episode when we review Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower. Thank you.